Welcome back to Tevating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tevate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and today's episode is going to recap and highlight the magical night that was an evening with Aaron Tevate at the Bushnell Theater in Hartford, Connecticut on November 8th of 2023. And this was such an anticipated concert with the meet and greet option to meet Aaron and then knowing that it was going to be in a small, intimate theater. There was so, so much to look forward to. And as I'm recording this, it is November 12th. So it is a year ago today that Aaron performed at Kane University, which was the first concert for many of us to see him in live, which is just crazy that that was a year ago and so much happened in that year, just not only in Aaron's career, but in like so many of our lives and our relationships as well. And we are just gearing up again for him to be back on Broadway come February as Sweeney Todd. But for today's episode, I have my friend Amy. She is going to be on and Recapping with me, she and I have interacted just through Instagram and we met in person for the first time at the Bushnell and as with so many friendships that have formed through Aaron and our love of theater, it has been just so natural so it was very fun to just like relive and put ourselves back in the magic that was that night as we talked about Aaron's songs and stories and performances so hope you enjoy. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for recapping today with me. I'm excited. Happy to be here. I know. And so we just met in person for the first time this past Wednesday. We've communicated a little bit through Instagram and messages. But before we really get into just recapping the concert, do you want to share a little bit about you and how you got into like musicals or your love for Aaron or anything like that? Definitely. So I live in Akron, Ohio, and I have loved musicals my whole life. I remember like my grandfather took us to um, Canada to go see Phantom of the Opera when I was like in first grade. It was a big, cool deal. And I couldn't believe what I was seeing on stage. And then I loved the 10th anniversary Les Mis PBS concert. We would watch it over and over when I was a kid. So I just grew up loving musicals. And, um, I had just graduated from college and I was at home, like studying for the CPA exam, watching the Tony awards as one does. And I turn on, like, I look up and I see this guy swinging around singing, I'm alive. Um, and it was Aaron. So that was like the first, my first introduction to Aaron Tveit and, I was just like, who is this guy like swinging around and singing? And I never heard a voice like that before. Um, And I was so like intrigued by him. And just ever since then, like I would follow him and see what he was doing. And, um, you know, the past probably like five or six years, I've really watched um, everything he's done and just been like so 
interested in him and his, you know, how genuine he is, how humble, how like funny. And in addition to all of his huge talent, um, he just is such a class act. So I just followed along and loved the community that I've met and made friends with along the way. Do you remember what was the, when did you first see Moulin Rouge for the first time? Oh, so when Moulin Rouge was coming to Broadway, I was like, I have to see him live. I've never seen mm-hmm. him perform. And um, so I saw it in 2019, November 2019, just just four years ago, I think like a few days ago. Um, so it was very fitting and ironic, given that we just met him. Um, and I remember thinking like, wow, you know, I've heard his voices on recordings, concerts, all that good stuff, like all through recording and to hear him perform live. It is just so so amazing like he's just so amazing live um so I saw him in Moulin Rouge in 2019 and then after the pandemic um I went this past January when he came back it was like oh my gosh he's back we gotta go um and then I saw him at um, Mercyhurst this past Mm -hmm. May and now at the Bushnell so (laughs) (laughs) all right so the Bushnell, like as soon as those tickets came available and it was the meet and greet option, there was uh-huh. no question. It was like, that's yeah. the option. We get those tickets and figure out the rest mm-hmm. later. And I mean, I'm still like at a loss for words af- after just going through that. So like we get, we got to the theater and it was, had those digital pillars of him. So like cool. he was larger than life as he should be on like mm-hmm. both of those pillars. And then just waiting and went through security and going up the steps. Like, what were you feeling? I feel like we were like nervously talking, but like, what were you feeling when we got into the meet and greet room and we knew he was coming? There was just like, there's a lot of anticipation, nervous energy. Like we were all kind of just chatting away, but then like not talking about Aaron, but then talking about Aaron and then kind of just like all finding um, things in common outside of Aaron, which was really cool as we're just waiting mm-hmm. in line. So it kind of took your mind off of the fact that he was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, people had kind of like thought of what they were going to say to him. And then I'm like going back in my head, like, what am I going to say? Like, what are we going to say? What are we going to do? And so there was a lot of nervous energy, it was, but it was very exciting. Mm-hmm. What did you think? What did what were you feeling? It was like between like trying to like be engaged in the conversations, but then also I felt like very in my own head of like mm-hmm. this opportunity is here. He's going to be mm-hmm. walking into this room. Like it was just it was very overwhelming, but it was yeah. also it was good to be with a group and not be having those mm-hmm. feelings mm-hmm. alone. But then he walks in, and I just felt like. Yes, you're still nervous, but he's just, he just puts you at ease. He's just this calm, like genuine presence. Mm -hmm. He walks in and he's, you know, he's in a quintessential Aaron outfit, that white. He really was. Like his jeans, (laughs) his his New Balance sneakers and his little cup cup of tea. And he was just. I think it was funny too, because like he walks in and a hush, a hush Mm -hmm. came over the room and then it was like. He's got a mustache. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the mustache! Yeah, because we were talking about that. I'm like, is he going to keep the scruff so he's growing out a beard? And a bunch of people were excited for the scruff because they love that, yeah. like that yeah. season, that like kind of, season three yeah. Mikey scruff, mm-hmm. and just whenever mm-hmm. he has that look. And then it's the stash, it's and which is such, totally, such total a mixed mixed bag of reviews. But <laughs> really we was. said it 
we said it the other day, like, even if we don't like it, like, I mean, he's got us now because we have a core memory <laughs> with that mustache. So the mustache has has a spot in our hearts now. Yeah, for sure. now we have to like it. And it was just so funny. It was so unexpected. And it kind of, I think, to your point, like it made us just feel like, oh, that's Aaron. Like he's yep, just there walking he in with the mustache, his tea, and he's here. And he's like, hey, guys, hey, like, oh, mm-hmm. where do you want me? Where do you want me to go? Like, just totally down to earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were with Hannah and I'm like joking with her, but I wanted her to go first because she's just that person who's just mm-hmm. so bubbly and outgoing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm nervous. Like you're nervous, but yours comes off as like, just like bubbles and happy. So like uh, right. you go, like you, like, she's a Disney person. So she comes off very Disney. So you go. Just kind <laughs> of Disney we, princess. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we could just like follow her. And yeah, I remember saying to Sarah, I'm like, I'm going to kind of get a feel like this is like, if I, I'm going to ask him mm-hmm. for a hug, but mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of feel, feel it out, see how he is. And as soon as Hannah yeah. went in and asked, he's like, sure. I'm like, yes. It's on. <laughs> like, it's on. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, this is really like, this is amazing. And then like, first thing I said to him was like, congratulations on Sweeney Todd. And he said, thank mm-hmm. you so much. And then we took our photo and I just asked him a little bit about the audition, which he just kept saying was crazy and like thinking back on it now there's like so much more I wish I could have said to him but it's also like in that moment like it just felt like I want to be considerate of his time of the line yeah Yeah. and you know your brain just stops functioning for a little bit I I blacked out I honestly blacked out (laughs) but it was hard too because we didn't really know how much time we had Mm -hmm. and you know and he's not really you know, we knew going into this that he's a more introverted person. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. a meet and greet is not, isn't, you know, it's going to be harder for him as an introvert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we were all very respectful of that, not wanting mm-hmm. to like overwhelm him with questions or be overly, you know, mm-hmm. effusive mm-hmm. and loving <laughs> and, and be respectful of his time and to your point, the line. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. So we're here. We're on the podcast. Talk about your moment that we got captured and what you. Oh my gosh! I I I remember thinking like, oh no! I think it, it's captured on your video when I say, oh oh, I'm am I next? Like in a panic mode, like it hadn't really hit me until that mm-hmm. moment that like, yeah, I was next. Like it was happening, um, and I just like I like I said, I think I kind of blacked out a little bit. I just was like, what am I doing? You know, but it, he makes it so easy. Like he was so like just genuinely. And I just said, Hey, hi, I'm Amy. It's so nice to meet you. I'm such a huge fan. And he was like, thank you. Thank you. And like, so kind. Um, and I said, I can't wait to see you in Sweeney Todd. And he said, thank you. And then there was like a little pause as they were taking our picture. And he like paused and said, I'm terrified. And then laughed. And I was like, Oh, and so I started rubbing his back, which is so like, I feel like I'm a pretty empathetic person. And so I, that was just like my go-to reaction, like not thinking like you're rubbing Aaron today's back. Like maybe like, what are you doing? And I was just like, you're going to be amazing. You're going to be amazing. And he was like, thank you. And, and I said, I can't wait, like, take care. Thank you so much. And that was our moment. And we'll always have that moment. <laughs> we'll always have it. It was so special. And then, yeah, it was, and- it was just so like, like just a real moment, you know, he was just being real. Like, He's terrified. He's scared. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of discourse online about it all. So absolutely, absolutely. 
Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, as much as he tries to avoid it, he's seeing that. So yeah, right. when he's already yeah. feeling that himself to then see that has to be that's what I hard, felt. but that's what but I felt I, in that moment. Yeah. And we'll get to it. But like, I really, I feel like what he said about the role was kind of mm-hmm. like his statement of like, I know the gravity of what I'm taking on. Yes. So totally. like, we'll totally. get to that when it mm-hmm. gets there. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, so we, we saw him and it was just like funny to just watch like because we came out of the room and you're looking you and Sarah were like, you're shaking. I'm like, mm-hmm. like I had to like sit down because it's like, oh my gosh. And then we went right for the drinks. <laughs> we did celebrating. Um, just to watch, just to watch everybody come out and have the same of like, oh my God, like reaction. Yeah. Yes. It was like really fun just to watch, to watch everybody come out of that, that moment. Having that moment with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. And then we get into the theater and we knew, like, I mean, we knew second row, but second row mm-hmm. can look different in every theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. We were, we were so close. We were basically with him on stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was incredible to see. I mean, you can see what he's doing. You can see his emotions, like yeah. no matter where you are when you're in his presence, but mm-hmm. to be that close to him and like to see how he performs with every ounce of his being was Oh my gosh, his breath work. Like we could see how he was just moving mm-hmm. his body just to mm-hmm. sing the songs. That part mm-hmm. was so cool to yeah. me. Like Yeah. Really and neat. I I love the way he started this concert. Cause there I think mm-hmm. Mercyhurst, like Brian or the theater person the theater yeah. like introduced him and he came out with brian mm-hmm. whereas i loved mm-hmm. it this time that he started and you could just hear the audience of brian starts and they're like okay and then you hear aaron sing and everyone's like oh my god and then he makes his entrance it was it so was much so cool. it just built it was kind of like aaron's like watch this <laughs> yeah it was like this dramatic like yeah. hey when he first set, sung those first yes. notes i just was like oh where is he where is he mm-hmm. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. here it was just it was like yeah. a that was a very cool. cool moment. Very fun. There's a place. Oh, my God. There's a bright him walking in right at the the refrain of oh what a beautiful morning and he usually Mm -hmm. does that at his concerts he started he starts his concerts with two songs mashed up so he did oh what a beautiful morning and then daylight which i've heard oh what a beautiful morning Mm -hmm. like he did it at wolf trap like a few years ago Mm -hmm. but i don't think i've heard daylight before so that was yeah i had not either that was cool Mm -hmm. it was cool to mash it up and then he he goes into his spiel of like welcome, thank you for coming. Like he mm-hmm. like it's like he's surprised that people show up. Like 
Come on. I know. <laughs> he acknowledged the mustache immediately. Yes, that, that was, was so, so funny. funny. Yeah, he's like, you might sing a little bit. You never know. Don't be scared. <laughs> it's here. <laughs> that was perfect. Don't be afraid. <laughs> yeah. And I liked how he gave a little nod to his Hallmark movie, One Royal mm-hmm. Holiday, like talking about Connecticut and doing all yeah. that during COVID. So, I mean, that was cool because it's that, was cool. that season. Mm-hmm. And then he goes right into which you said was one of your favorite you might asked about like favorite stories you talked about his parents which he got into that yeah right off the bat before Mm -hmm. before fight the dragons but this time he like talked about how they've never put him in a box which like it just gave like that visual of like they really just always Mm -hmm. encouraged him so and when they said he said like they've shown up for literally everything that i've done like from a t-ball game to you know whatever Mm -hmm. it was like it's just so endearing and beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think like how you can tell how close he's, he is with his parents and his friends and his family he always credits them in, in literally mm-hmm. everything. And I, I think that's really very beautiful. Mm-hmm. So then he went in to fight the dragons, which mm-hmm. always good, always good. It's always it's usually, it's been in all the set lists that we've seen I feel like and that's his like way of thanking his parents is exactly. by singing the song and, and mm-hmm. talking about it. It's interesting yeah. to me how it's always like it comes at the beginning too of a show. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's always like leads yes. with that. Which is it really is pretty early so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he came back to his parents, like you were just saying, where he talked about turning 40 and <laughs> yeah. that milestone birthday. And his dad's like, I'm 70. So like, what? how's this supposed to make me feel? But like, he, he just always shares, like he seems to just have such like, those profound conversations with his parents of just being mm-hmm. of his dad saying to him, like, you mean you're so youthful and you yeah. look so young, but you've done so much in your life that you would think you're older than 40. Mm-hmm. But like, it's true. I mean, he's been on stage for 20 years, but he's, yeah, I mean, he's dabbled in so many things in his career, which is just, right. and he's been amazing at, at all of them. You know, I just turned 40 years old. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Um, I feel like I'm in the club now, so thank you for welcoming me. I appreciate that. Um, You know, the interesting thing, singing that song now, uh, you know, really makes me, like I said, think of my parents. And my dad said something very, very profound to me as I was turning 40. And, uh, you know, I said, you know, I'm turning 40. And he said, yeah, how's that? Anything makes me feel is I'm, I'm turning 70. That's what he said. And, um, but he said to me, you know, and that song makes me think about it because, you know, my parents are so supportive and, you know, they've, they've come to see me in every single thing I've ever been in, including like every bad t-ball game that I played in. Every, I mean, I was in a vocal jazz ensemble my freshman year of college that they came and saw. <laughs> and, you know, they're just like unbelievable. And he said something to me as I was turning 40. He's like, you know, he said, you look pretty young for your age. So I said, thank you. <laughs> um, but he said, for how youthful and how young for you are, he said, in life experience and things you've gotten to experience in the world, you're very, very old for me. And that really, I mean, hits me, just it hit me so much in my chest. And I just am so, I'm so unbelievably grateful for the things that I've gotten to do and, and you know, and, and, and my parents for supporting all of that. And, but yeah, I sing that song now and I think, wow, you know, they, they just, I, I've, I've always thought of my friends and family through everything I've gotten to do, and it's only become more reflective at the ripe old age of 40. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, when you think about like the breadth of a career, like to only be 40 and to have right. touched so many musicals, so many TV shows, so many movies, like just so many different things and genres, like it is pretty amazing. It was a very profound, good comment from mm -hmm. his dad, I yeah. thought. And then he had his Glenda moment, of course, when he was. <laughs> 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 so and then we got the little accent at the end when he's, mm -hmm. he's the ripe old age of 40. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. But... <laughs> so that was, I mean, that part, I love his stories. I wish, like, I love how he intersperses them, but I would mm -hmm. also like, I would pay for like a two night concert of like story time with Aaron. And then you get totally. the, then you get the songs and everything like you get so much of his personality that comes mm -hmm. out through those stories and just like mm -hmm. the bantering and the playfulness that mm -hmm. is so mm -hmm. fun it's so yeah fun. yeah and then next he did I cannot hear the city but he acknowledged yeah. that this was a request he had seen online and I like mm -hmm. how he said, because he has always said how he's, you know, he doesn't pay much attention to social media. He's not on it. Yeah. doesn't place much weight on it. And he's like, but I do see it. I pay but attention. I so like, that was kind of cool. That was funny. And I wondered if that was kind of like a little bit of a nod to, it might be me thinking too much into it, but I thought perhaps it was a nod to Sweeney Todd and like, he's hearing and seeing that, you know, it just it mm -hmm. was like, that's an interesting thing for him to say now of all times. But um but that was interesting. I had never heard that song before. And he did a beautiful job. Oh my gosh. It was, it was really pretty. Wow. Super, super yeah. pretty. Yeah. Yep. And then the two rent staples of One Song oh Glory, which like I we've heard it so many times, One Song Glory, but I love how mm -hmm. he prefaces, he always prefaces it with it's this insane set of circumstances that he got started with, how mm -hmm. he talked about how he saw rent back when he was in high school and then it ended up being his first job and how it's his favorite musical. And mm -hmm. then one song glory never disappoints. I felt like he was very emotional in this. Mm -hmm. I've seen him, we've seen him and do it, you know, in many a video, but I felt like this one was a lot of emotion at yes. some point he was doing um, like motions with his arms to kind of like to mimic, you know, IVs or whatnot. I hadn't mm -hmm. seen him like do that necessarily as, as often mm -hmm. in performances. And so it just really felt like he was very, very into it in this one. Very, very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and we could clearly see yeah, his, he was getting his face and like the tears teary. and things. Yeah. Yes. Love yes. a Terry Tavate. <laughs> Absolutely. And then this without you, I, this was probably my favorite favorite of the night yeah I mean I, yeah like I remember the first time hearing it a year ago today mm -hmm. at Kane but oh my gosh I, I can't believe I'm... he hasn't been performing that more than mm -hmm. just from a year ago like I for when you posted that I was like oh wow that's true it just mm -hmm. he is so good in this one it is just oh, out of body so beautiful like, it's so beautiful oh, when he, the emotion, and I feel like a broken record saying his emotion, but mm -hmm. the way he just tells a story with this one, especially like it just, the way that he gets like soft and then loud. And then he holds that long note at the end. It's just like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's just blows everybody away. And our whole role was like crying. <laughs> it was beautiful. I was going to say that. I feel like I like held my breath for most of it. And then it ends and I look yeah. over it. 
Sarah and Morgan and Morgan mm-hmm. is full-blown tears. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I was just like, I yes. just couldn't believe it. I was just not oh, shaking my so head beautiful. like wow, wow, mm-hmm. blown away. So yes. beautiful. So beautiful. And he goes from that to then switching to being goofy to talk about Schmigadoon and his auditions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, the way he tells that story, you can just clearly picture it of him like recognizing it and do I mm-hmm. need to sing this? They're like, no, no, no. He's like, yeah, okay. And yeah. this is carousel. To just, this yeah. is carousel. Like, yeah. I'm going to do it. Go big or go home. I thought that was so funny when you yes. said that. I'm going to go big or go home in my auditions. And just, sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. He's just like so smart to just, yeah, like he's like, it, it's Carousel. I'm going to sing mm-hmm. Carousel and just how that impacted Cinco so much that he, he got yeah. it. And, and, and he goes if Aaron sing- Vate was singing at you, how could you like not, how could you say, I don't know, oh, how could you say not to? Nope. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But to go from like that golden age, Billy Bigelow, if mm-hmm. I loved you, to Danny Bailey of that was so funny. Me, <laughs> he's so funny. Like he just just oh. to watch him. Like when Brian starts the piano, and you just see him kind of like shake his body, and <laughs> yeah. he becomes Danny Bailey for the that he really does like all song. his quirks and mannerisms, like with his mm-hmm. eye. Like it was so cool to sit up close to be able to see like what he's mm-hmm. doing with his eyes, what he's doing, like just little funny things that like winks and whatnot yeah. that just make it that much funnier yeah. and better it was so hilarious I love he that did. one like I like how how he gets like that's when the, she got out her lasso and I put on yeah. the gas so like he just yeah, he know, does he, his with little. his feet and his hands and yeah and or then the acapella and he's like yes. arms up and he does yeah little and his of course then um He's like, this is Brian's favorite song, or Brian loves this song, and Brian's doing like a little uh, yeah. ditty on the piano, and he starts like, uh, he starts dancing, dancing, yeah, doing this little mm-hmm. and like square dance. <laughs> yeah, I like screen grabbed one of it where he's after he goes like two boys for you and or two girls for you, <laughs> yeah. two boys for me, and then he looks that'll never be, and it's like his little <laughs> smirk. He's so it's so funny. That'll never be. <laughs> 
how brian called him out on like still being in character after like we're gonna do season two what the h are we gonna do we're gonna do like in an accent <laughs> you know, so brian's funny. like uh what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> he's still in character <laughs> it's so funny that, their interplay is just one mm-hmm. of the best parts of the concerts i feel like mm-hmm. they're so funny and he, he's talking about the wig like how he had to wear this huge wig and he yes. said that before he says that in interviews before, like especially like with Les Mis. He's like, you put on that costume mm-hmm. and it does the work for you. It like transforms mm-hmm. you. And he said that about this Topher wig. He like, it did all the work for me. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I was Topher when I had that on. And then goes into doorway to wear. And one of my personal faves. It's just so funny and silly. I like I, I'm sure I. I mean, there's choreography and he's taught moves, but I wonder if any of it was him. Like how much of it was mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And it like it's like I mean specifically like the camel move and yes all the things the like that play with strings yeah. mm-hmm. mimicking the string yeah. corks belong in bottles <laughs> yeah, yeah. tables like with his... their chairs or chairs <laughs> <with the> table <laughs> yeah just his inflection in that song on how he yeah he's very, like, he's singing mm-hmm. it but he's it's like dialogue singing and he's really yeah. good at like mimic like because it's parody right it's this it's a mm-hmm. satire and it's but it's mm-hmm. like. But the songs are like so funny and good that you're like you're, you're still jamming to the song, but you're laughing along with it. He does so yeah. such a good job of mixing the comedy with the song, I think. Yeah. And he like explains it and performs it in a way that even if you didn't see the show, you still appreciate yes. it. Yes, so exactly. Can, can get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I mean, we got the break, the little the breaking secret news. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be a season three. So that was we'll very what exciting. happens with that yeah it was so funny how he was like I don't, i'm probably not supposed to say that <laughs> like, oh, and we're on strike so i'm definitely Def- not supposed <laughs> to say that. <laughs> so he's fun. manifesting what happened later yes. on in the night yes. for sure so, so then we got another story time so i love how he like mm-hmm. intermixes it in and we learned about 
the brand new musical that he auditioned 11 times for. This this was a crazy story. This was, I had never heard this. And it was so interesting Mm -hmm. because he's talked about how he has never been a Disney prince or like done all that. And it's so to like have thought about that in the context of the story now, I was Mm -hmm. like, whoa, brand new layer to the onion of Aaron Tveit. Absolutely. Yeah. And he said it once in in a Ricky Live, like someone said, you should be a Disney prince. And he says in there, like, this is sad that we know this so well. He's like, I tried. (laughs) But but now it like brings it back. You got the context behind it that he auditioned 11 times. Like, gosh, what a crazy experience. I was living in New York City for the first time and I had a big audition for a brand new musical. And, uh, I was really, really excited about it, and I went in, and I did my best, and I sang, and I acted, danced, and, um, <laughs> and I made it to the, the final callback, which was probably like my fourth or fourth round at that point, and then didn't get it. I was like, oh shit, okay. Um, and then like a couple weeks later, they said, okay, we want to see you again. I said, oh, okay. So I went in again, and I went on another like three auditions, and then another final callback. That was me and a bunch of new people, and, and I didn't get it. I was like, Okay. Um, and then as you can imagine, this isn't just a joke that works in threes. I did that again. I made a third final callback for a total of 11 auditions, and I did not get the show. It's okay, because if I didn't get the show, I wouldn't have gotten the show that I'll sing in a moment. So this is, um, this is just a version of my audition, and I hope it goes better than it did in 2006. So just imagine me at like 22 and so bright-eyed. Like, how, how'd you do the wing thing? Now imagine that guy singing. And don't laugh, Brian. <laughs> Where did she go? Where can she be? When will she come again? Calling for me. Calling for me. Somewhere there's a girl who's like the shimmer of the wind upon the water. Somewhere there's a girl who's like the glimmer of the sunlight on the sea. Somewhere there's a girl who's like the swell of endless music. Somewhere she is singing and her song is meant for me. So that was beautiful. And that was like a fan favorite for a lot of people just because it was new to hear him sing it. And because of those that love the musical and Little Mermaid Mermaid. yeah, and everything. And then I I loved when in the middle of it, I was just going to say, I mean, it gets to kind of, I had never heard the song. I'd never Mm -hmm. listened to the Little Mermaid musical. Now I have, I went back and listened to it. And I loved it, the kind of the climax part of the song. He's he's being a blustery, you know, prince. And, and then he breaks and he goes, I'm acting. And then he yeah. keeps going like, with yeah. it in the concert. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Brian egging him on to show, he's like, why didn't you get the audition? And he's like, I couldn't do yes. spot turns. Spot so, turns. That was a moment. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
I know the sound effects and Brian just getting him to demonstrate it. Like, yeah, perfect. And, and then his exasperation at the end, he's like, I just did it. You know what I mean? Like, I just did it. Like, he was so <laughs> exasperated. Yeah. But fakely, fakely, mm-hmm. but it was really funny. It was just, it's so cute how they like, you know, egg each yeah. other on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you brought it back around to being like, you know, I did this 11 times, mm-hmm. but then I didn't get that, which meant he got the next role, which was next to normal, which he acknowledged, like changed his career. It's still mm-hmm. talked about changed his life. Mm-hmm. It changed his life. Like it impacted people so much. It's still impacting mm-hmm. people, especially with it just going on in, in London. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into, I miss the mountains, I which is mountains. another one. That's always beautiful. Yes. I love that one of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So gorgeous. So pretty. And then I mean, just like one song, Glory is a staple, so is Thunder Road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, just how he, it's its like, it's, its I don't know. It's like it, the energy shifts for it because he goes mm-hmm. into it. He's, he's sitting down. Brian is just calmly playing to start and then mm-hmm. he gets into it. And Aaron spends most of that one sitting on the stool when he performs it, but he does, mm-hmm. he does stand at one point and then he ends it sitting back down. But that one's always... It's always so good. It's and, I love. I mean, with Brent, with their voices together, I yes. love that. It's so yes. just they're beautiful together, and it yes. just really takes it up a notch. I think just like the, with the song. Yeah, um, it, it it lets them both shine with mm-hmm. Brian piano, and then they harmonize, mm-hmm. and Brian gets yeah. to play the piano for a while. Like, mm-hmm. and Aaron always like calls attention to him. Yeah, which is yeah, it's mm-hmm. always so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I love that rendition. It's it's beautiful, mm-hmm. super cool. he went into the Chris Cornell version of dancing on my own, which I, I mean, Oh, it's so good. It's so mm-hmm. good. It again, it's the emotion. It's like, he just, I, I don't know how he does it. He makes you feel so many feels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in this song. And he, he like stood there just kind of swaying with his mm-hmm. arms like, and then because he yeah. got to like the second verse, he's like, I'm just going to dance all night. But he's just, you know, like you can yeah. picture him standing, <laughs> yeah, standing there doing it, like, just dancing alone on his own yeah. and everything. But it, yeah, that one's so beautiful. After dancing on my own, he prefaced being alive with talking about Sondheim and how, mm-hmm. you know, the big news that dropped that he was going to be cast as Sweeney Todd on Broadway. There's been and a bit of news. Just, just a bit. I mean, bit. broke the internet for yeah. on Halloween and and all the, you know, weeks leading up to it. All those, all those rumors <laughs> finally came true. How exciting. But him talking about how it was going to be his third son time of how he was in Assassins mm-hmm. and then he was in Company and now he talked about how Sweeney Todd had always been like on his radar as a dream role, mm-hmm. but never thought 
it would come around this soon at age 40. There's been a bit of news in the last week. <laughs> Surprising uh, <laughs> turn of events. Um, I'm going to be playing Sweeney Todd on Broadway. Right this, uh, this is not faux humility. I'm actually terrified and uh, <laughs> tremendously excited. And you know, this is um, it's a bit of a white whale of a theater role. Uh, it's something that I've looked at for a long time, and and I'd say yeah, maybe one day I can do that. No, I can't do that. Or, uh, and I have to say, I, I think I imagined it a bit later in life, but it has uh, fallen upon my lap at the ripe age of 40 years old. And uh, we're down a Fleet Street a bit off. Um, so, but I'm tremendously excited for that. And please, please come see Sweeney Todd. I mean, so what are your thoughts on him? Like what he said and him taking on the role? Yeah, I... I really was surprised that he was so vulnerable. I mean, he's not really, you know, he's obviously an honest person, but he's not really known to be the most like putting his emotions out there type um, person in interviews. And so it really felt like, you know, he was acknowledging that like he knows the, he understands the, the task at hand. Like mm -hmm. he re um, referenced Mr. Sondheim several times and how, mm -hmm. Mr. Sondheim, which I think it is just very, just shows the amount of respect he has yes, for him, that he absolutely. calls him Mr. Sondheim and not mm -hmm. Stephen Sondheim or Steve, you know, mm -hmm. um, he called him the Shakespeare, he said that he thinks we're going to look back and see um, Mr. Sondheim as the Shakespeare of theater, and he just, he understands, like, the gravity of the music and the role and just everything that he's taking on, like, how important that is to musical theater history, to um, Mr. Sondheim's legacy, to all of that, and I think that is weighing on his shoulders a bit, but obviously we all know he is up to the task at hand and he's going to knock it out of the park, um, but I, I really felt that when he was introing this song as, as kind of just his way of like telling us that he feels and understands the gravity of, of what's, what he's about to take on and what he's going to do. What did you mm -hmm. think? No, I think he, it was very powerful what he said of just mm -hmm. everything, like the respect that he has for Sondheim, mm -hmm. the just, yeah. I mean, the power of the role he's about to to play like he he it's just he just knows he knows and he mm -hmm. wouldn't do something like this yes if he wasn't up to it like I've said that right. since right. I know there's opinions out there and I know that we're extremely right. biased <laughs> but I mean we we don't know him know him but we know enough mm -hmm. about him that he wouldn't have this much respect for someone and and take something on that he definitely couldn't handle definitely he couldn't give right. everything mm -hmm. that he has to so it's just going to mm -hmm. be like he's he's 
what he what he turns this terrified feeling into on stage mm-hmm. is going to be absolutely super exciting insane yeah yes yes and it's he- gonna be like roxanne on steroids i think that's what oh i really gosh I know. I really think yeah he's yeah because he said before he likes and he is drawn to those darker characters and mm-hmm. i feel like sweeney is mm-hmm. one of the darkest theater characters yeah. you can get and yeah. so going to be very interesting to see how he he pulls that out and plus like we've talked a lot today about his comedy like Sweeney has a lot Sarah said you know uh, Sweeney Todd is a comedy like it's a dark comedy mm-hmm. and so it's going to be so cool to see how he pulls in his comedic chops into this role too because there is mm-hmm. a lot of that that he can play off of too so it's going to be the best of both worlds of Aaron yeah. to me. I absolutely <laughs> agree and yeah, I mean, I hope that the naysayers give him a chance because I yes, yes, I I think he's, I think I don't think the world knows what they're in for yet. <laughs> I agree, I agree. I think it's just it's easy to write him off as just mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to do that, and I think that he is just going to more than rise to the occasion and and knock it out of the park. Right. As I told him, as I rubbed his back, he's going. <laughs> he's got this. He's got this. Yes. Just take that from me, Aaron. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So after, so, and then he went into talking about being alive and saying like, mm-hmm. that's, it's one of his favorite Sondheim songs. And mm-hmm. I remember last year at Kane hearing it live for the first time and he opted up in it and oh yeah, it was unbelievable and like he always I said I've said it to a friend there's a point in that song where you you can see him go somewhere else mm-hmm. just his mm-hmm. his face shifts and to be able to be so close and and yeah. see his emotion and see him going through it as he's singing that song and like just going through it it was so powerful and so good I I don't know make me lie my favorite Mm -hmm. of the night um Mm -hmm. I love that one from him I I just think it's to your point like so powerful the way that he the way that you can watch the the Mm -hmm. way the stages of the song and how you kind of get he gets angry gets kind of accepting it just 
you you get just go through this emotional roller coaster with him through the song right. and then at the end I thought it was so interesting how af after he holds that long being alive note he kind of like dropped his head and went and he had this big exhale yes. afterwards to the yes. side like oh, he did it yeah. like kind of shedding like the character of sorts and then like he picked his head back up and he stuck his tongue out at Brian mm -hmm. and he was like yeah. this little face and it was like just back to being Aaron and that yeah. I was like that is just amazing that he can perform the mo like one of the most emotional songs in musical theater and like give it just the amazing performance we're all sitting there just like whoa what was that that was just so powerful and he's just like <gasps> And I'm back. Like, mm -hmm. and I'm Aaron. And he's, you know, yeah. like sticking his tongue out, just being funny. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. And, I mean, and he, like, he was in one song, Glory. He was teary at the end of mm -hmm. that. And we saw that when he first stepped out to, like, take his bow before he went yeah. off. Like, he covers his face to kind of, like, put, yeah, wipe the tears yeah. as he took yeah. his bow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's amazing so good. how he feels, how much he feels in, as he's singing. Like, I've, said this before like it's not just a song and it's not even just like a performance of a song it's like he is in it like he is mm -hmm. feeling everything that he is singing and I know it's just it's amazing to especially to your point to be so close and to see all of the emotions on his face was really amazing mm -hmm. you captured it beautifully <laughs> yeah and then they left and of course come back out for their encore mm -hmm. and I, I like that Aaron now just acknowledges it he's like you know you, you, it's a thing we do we got to act like there's <laughs> like we're done but of course we have one more and <laughs> yeah I love how he always starts your song with like he's kind of turned and then he mm -hmm. turns quickly to the audience to go to start it mm -hmm. it's so good and this one's for you <laughs> <laughs> I know I like how he gets into like sat on the roof and kicked off the moss mm -hmm. and he he does that okay. and uh-huh yes yes something that's always that he likes the version he likes and the key mm -hmm. that he likes <laughs> yes and he didn't second guess himself this time like at mercy no. brian had to reassure yeah. him that he's literally he perfect. perfect and yeah he was perfect <laughs> he was singing that song. completely perfect yeah that one is always a crowd pleaser it's just like when he sings my gift is my song it's just Mm -hmm. It comes out so powerfully and it's, mm -hmm. and it's so true. And you can just mm -hmm. tell that from the way he's singing. It's just, it's so cool. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> I loved when he did come what may as an encore mm. like I love I love this too like you can't go wrong with mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. either one of them so mm -hmm. like beautifully done and yeah I don't know and then I, I just love how they end it how he and Brian are always like you know they link arms to take their bow and 
walk off together and we got the mm-hmm. signature peace well, sign as he left and <laughs> you know my friend and I were saying that because he always like you know for Moulin Rouge he would do a peace sign like mm-hmm. before he walked off stage like is he gonna throw that in in Sweeney I'm like he oh, could yeah. like by the end like walking off the stage yeah a kiss and a peace sign we'll see yeah. <laughs> Sweeney could use some peace I'm sure yes. oh my God. for real for real but it was amazing. It was, we all said it was the best night ever. And really like, was. beyond the music, like just getting to meet everybody, getting to meet you and all the people that we got to hang out with. It was so, it's just amazing the way that Aaron brings people together. And like, mm-hmm. like I said, we all found things, common ground outside of Aaron, which was awesome. And it was really neat. It's a really fun community. Yeah. I've said this before, like just about meeting people, like it's so authentic and natural like mm-hmm. right away yeah. like there's not like with some friendships it's it's kind of like you you tread lightly to get yeah. but right it's just right mm-hmm. away it's like here, this is who we are totally. <laughs> you know what I mean like there it's it's so easy and it's we like, were, amazing to like have that yeah we were singing wicked after we met Aaron <laughs> and like we all like joined in and sung along and I was like <laughs> these are my people I know (laughs) I know I'm like getting my drink I look at you and say that and then you respond and like two other people I'm like (laughs) all right (laughs) that was was funny yeah that was really funny but it was so true like in that moment (laughs) yeah that actually just happened (laughs) (laughs) it it did Then, did. then I couldn't fall asleep that night Oh my gosh, like no. Reliving. It's like when you left Moulin Rouge, like you don't sleep that night because you're mm-hmm. just riding the high. The high. The high. Yeah. It's, and mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. Like I feel like I'm just now starting mm-hmm. to come down from mm-hmm. the excitement of it all. Like it was just so, I don't know, there's just an energy that he gives off or something when you're in his presence. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I know. It is amazing. But so I'm glad we got to experience that together oh my goodness I am so <laughs> grateful I can't wait yeah. till the next time <laughs> I know it will be fun but thank you for recapping this with oh me my and goodness. I mean thank now it's like me. that feeling is back of like just after I, reliving it and talking I about know. it again this so. Is so fun I know I feel like I was right back there sitting next to you second row <laughs> staring oh up gosh. at Aaron <laughs> it's it's a dream dream it really was it was a dream come true (laughs) thank you so much for listening today and for continuing to support this podcast if you're looking for more fun Aaron content you can follow along on instagram at tevading underscore patiently or on tiktok at tevading patiently and i hope to have you back here for episode 66 i will love you until